Welcome and thanks for joining Deacon Ryan, the people's platform and community where like-minded people come together to gather, pray and above all, share our love for both God and one another. That's here with Deacon Ryan. Let's pray. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks, put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand, and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My wife is the most faithful person that I have ever known. She has a deep and personal and intimate relationship with God. But for many, many years, she did not go to confession. As I was journeying through my diaconal formation, as I was becoming more and more aware of the gift of this sacrament, the more I yearned for my wife to receive the grace that comes from absolution, from reconciliation. Each formation weekend, there would be several priests available to hear our confessions, and I longed for her to walk into one of the confessionals and receive her share of God's inexhaustible forgiveness. Weekend after weekend, year after year, I waited. Then on one rainy weekend, our formator was a priest, Father Stefano Penna. Now, my wife has a particular devotion to Padre Pio, and Father Penna has an uncanny likeness to him. 
Maybe it was my prayers, maybe it was all my wife and her desire to be right with God, or maybe it was her favorite saint's doppelganger and his passionate preaching that finally tipped the scales. But on that afternoon, my wife went into the confessional. I waited for over an hour until she finally came out, her eyes puffy from crying. All she told me was that his father said the prayer of absolution in the window. She saw the clouds part and the the sun start to shine. And then she cried in my arms for another hour. My friends, I know my wife through and through as much as I believe any husband can know his wife. And on that day, I saw my wife changed more than I had ever seen her change before. I now realize that before that day, before that day, I had only an academic understanding of the sacrament of reconciliation. On that day, for the first time, my mind and heart connected and I truly appreciated the transformative power of our Lord's mercy. On that day, I was like Thomas touching the wounds of Jesus, the wounds of my wife, and witnessed his mercy poured out upon her. On this Divine Mercy Sunday, we see our Lord's love reflected in the readings. We hear of the apostles walking through the streets with with even the shadow of St. Peter healing the sick. We have John's introduction to the book of Revelation, where upon falling to the ground in fear, our Lord touches him on the shoulder and comforts him, saying, Do not be afraid. And our gospel describes Jesus' sudden appearance in the locker room, his gift of the Holy Spirit, the institution of the sacrament of reconciliation, and Thomas literally putting his finger into the wounds of Christ. There is a very concrete message woven throughout, and it is one that St. Faustina communicated to us in her diary. My daughter, tell the whole world about my inconceivable mercy. I desire that the feast of mercy be a refuge and shelter for all souls, and especially for poor sinners. The mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, divine mercy, Just as in our readings to this day we see our Lord's mercy played out in his healing ministry, in the sacraments of anointing of the sick and of reconciliation. But when we get to the exchange between Jesus and Thomas, where is the mercy there? Often a study of this dialogue focuses on Thomas's doubt, doubt which earned him the infamous moniker Doubting Thomas. In fact, the New Yorker listed it as one of the top ten most famous nicknames of all time, placing it amongst the dubious company of J-Lo, Eminem, and Vlad the Impaler. There is a subtle rebuke in Jesus' words as he lauds those who do not need signs to believe. But there are also those who interpret Jesus' statement as less a question Have you come to believe because you have seen me? And more of a declaration. You have believed because you have seen me. A celebration that Thomas has arrived at full Easter faith. A few days ago, 
we heard Jesus seeking to raise Mary's understanding from Rabuni, teacher, to a greater understanding of his divinity. We heard him say to her, stop holding on to me. Stop clinging to me. Stop holding on to the Jesus of Nazareth that you knew and instead open yourself to the fullness of my revelation. Open yourself to the very declaration which Thomas makes once he believes, my Lord and my God. One of the most emphatic statements of faith in the Gospels, but to get to the fullness of that understanding, Thomas required something more than the other followers. He needed to touch the very wounds of Christ. And Jesus could have refused Thomas's request. He was, after all, setting the stage for future generations, for those who would not see yet would come to believe, and he had rebuffed those who had asked for signs in the past. But in his mercy, he invited Thomas to touch his wounds, wounds which he retained in his resurrected and glorified body as a reminder of his body hanging on the cross and from which blood and water gushed forth as a fount of mercy, an eternal sign of his ultimate act of love. My dear friends, many of us at times identify with Thomas How many of us have fallen to our knees and asked our Lord for a sign? How many of us look at the terrifying imagery of the world we live in today and strain to hear the words our Lord spoke, Peace be with you. Do not be afraid. How many times in our indecision do we beg, Lord, please show me the way? In our pain crying out, Lord, please show me that you are present in my suffering. Or in our loneliness, our brokenness, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Lord, please show me that you have not abandoned me. And yet, my friends, our Lord has not abandoned us. In his divine mercy, not only did our Lord suffer and die for us, but in his mercy, he was resurrected. He was glorified. He sent us the paraclete, his Holy Spirit, and he continues to bestow his mercy on us through the sacraments of healing. And my friends, in but a few short moments in his divine mercy. And just like for Thomas, our Lord gives us the opportunity to touch his flesh and believe. In answer to every cry of pain or loneliness or fear, again and again we are invited to come to the fount of his mercy as he pours out an ocean of grace upon us, as he gives us his peace. And in that peace, we should not be afraid as we respond to the great commandments of the gospel. We should not be afraid to leave this church today, renewed by his mercy, to live out his message as he communicated it to St. Faustina. He has showed you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Amen. 
Thanks once again for taking the time to join Deacon Ryan, the people's platform and community where like-minded people come together to gather, pray, and above all, share our love for both God and one another. That's here with Deacon Ryan.